So this morning I'm going to be speaking about community. I don't know about you guys, but I, this morning was amazing. Just to be able to worship together, it's just, it's priceless. So the thing is, what brings us together as community, like some of us have just life in common, so that's why we come together. Some of us have interests, but really the thing that brings us together here is our faith, our belief in God in the Bible. I know it's stating the obvious, but you know what? I think it's really important to remember this because it's actually a really powerful thing. Like I've been amazed at times when I've gone, say, like into another country, into another nation, and just how quickly at times you connect with other Christians. I find it amazing because, you know, you don't know them from Adam and they can be people who've got completely different lives to us. Yet there's this bond that happens in our hearts with other Christians. And I just think, you know, God, what is that? You know, what, what is that thing that just comes alive in our hearts with others? And I think when Jesus is in the centre of everything that we do, everything becomes greater within us, including our relationships. Um, 1 John 3 says, For all who obey his commands find their lives joined in union with him and he lives and he flourishes in them, we know and have proof that he lives and flourishes in us by the spirit that he has given us. One of the greatest miracles, I reckon, is the fact that Jesus is within our hearts and our lives. I seriously don't know why we don't explode. How can we carry Jesus... (laughs) the spirit of the living God within us and not explode. The other thing that I think is an amazing mystery and just blows my mind is the fact that right here, right now, whether we see it or not, God is so real in this place. I really wish sometimes I could see into the realm, that supernatural realm, because it'd be just amazing. I remember reading a book called The Veil some years ago and this particular guy could see into the supernatural realm. He always could have his whole life, just had that ability. And he wrote in this one particular part that I remember, he wrote what he saw in the Sunday service. (laughs) And he said during worship, he said, Jesus just came and stood in front of everybody. He was just with everyone. Some people were engaging with him, some people weren't. It didn't matter to Jesus. He just stood there. He wasn't angry. He wasn't frustrated. He just stood there waiting for people. But he was there with everyone just ministering to them. It was going on the whole time while they were worshipping. I think, God, you bring us together in community for powerful reasons, and that is one of them, so that we can encounter God together. Like, you know, sometimes we get up and we're not feeling the best. (laughs) And when we get together, when we're not feeling good, somebody else will be feeling good. And then we feed off where they're at. We take it in turns doing that. That is why we need each other. In the Old Testament, God's presence lived in an ark, in a box, And then after that, his presence lived in the temple, which we know as Solomon built. (laughs) When God built the temple, talk about a detailed person. (laughs) I'm not a detailed person. He is. 
and the meticulous way that he built the temple is an illustration of the way that he has created us. He, he created the temple, like every he, the measurements, the type of wood, the buildings, was, the whole thing was overlaid with gold, all the different chambers. He gave them the instructions on how to do the whole thing because he wanted it built in a very particular way. Why? Because he's a great carpenter maybe? Because <laughs> that's where he was going to live. That's where his presence dwelt. It mattered to him. And when God's presence came into the temple, like the people back then, they didn't take that lightly because they knew the power of the presence of God. <laughs> Fast forward to the New Testament and the New Covenant because we have Jesus in our life. Guess what the temple of the Holy Ghost is now? Like I feel like it's just throwing up my arms and yelling, yay, I'm the ark. We are the temple together. God dwells within us. 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, Don't you know that you are the temple of God and God's spirit lives within you? The church is not just a body of people getting together on Sunday to have a bit of religion in their lives. Seriously, that's not what we're about. We all know that. We are here to carry his presence. As disciples of Jesus, we are created to reflect his image. Who does Jesus look like? He looks like he's the image of the invisible God, Colossians 1. So what does God do with all of us? We are living stones being built up as spiritual house. So as living stones, we are. this is our community, this is our church community, as living stones, we all have a vital part to play in community. Don't ever underestimate your importance being here or being in community with God. I remember a time when, um, like, I'd go to church and I would just come and I would sit there and I would think, um, like, I don't have anything to do other than come and be here. And I, I would think to myself, if this meeting goes good or bad, it really doesn't, it's not up to me because I'm just here. I'm, a, I'm just here as a participant or just to attend. And I really remember God speaking to me and saying, actually, what you bring in your heart, what you bring in your attitude, what you bring in your expectation of me decides how this meeting is going to turn out. And it really shook me up a bit. Because, like, I had nothing official to do, but I just felt like going, saying, you carry me and you have to release me wherever you go. And in community is where I want to be released. So you have a vital part to play in this meeting every time you come. I felt like God saying to me, don't just be a bump on a log. <laughs> be one with me because I am in you. And I felt him say, don't let these everyday moments pass you by. Make them special by engaging with me. Some months ago, I was just out walking and I was praying as I was walking and I, I just remember, I, I can't remember what I was praying for, but I was feeling, to tell you the truth, quite frustrated in my prayer. Not terribly excited, 
I suppose I was a bit weary in it because I was praying for something and just wasn't seeing really any change. But I was praying. <laughs> and, um, and so I was just walking and praying and feeling like, oh, golly, this is really not working. I don't think I'm having any effect. But I kept praying. And then all of a sudden something happened in my heart and I just got this joy in this prayer that I couldn't feel anything for. And I, I just, something lifted off me and I felt like God saying to me, ha, huh, now we're getting somewhere. And I just felt him say, when you pray, don't work at it. <laughs> don't be Martha in prayer, be Mary. And I felt like God saying, now you have shifted from striving in your prayer to adoration. Now I have become the focus of your prayer, not your words. Sometimes I think we come into prayer and the focus is our words. Oh, God, did I get the words right? Did I hit the spot, yada, yada? And I just felt like God saying, don't make that the focus. Make your love for me be the focus of your prayer because that's what hits the spot. It just lifted a whole stack of weight off my shoulders. So it's our responsibility to hear God for our own lives, but also there will be times when God will only speak to us through the life of another person in order to reinforce the relational connection that we are meant to have with one another as church community. God uses other people all the time to change our lives. In our church community, we have the capacity to really impact each other in powerful ways. This one occasion, years and years ago, it, got, it helped me value like other people's journey with God and what that meant to me. I was talking to a friend at church. She had been um, over on a missions trip to Asia. She'd just come back and she was feeling depleted and despondent. And she was just talking to me about her missions trip She'd gone to an orphanage and for the two weeks she was over there, she just sat with children in the orphanage. That was what the mission trip was about. But she just sat there um, on the floor mainly the whole time with one maybe particular girl who was very ill and malnourished and as she was telling me the story, said to me, she's probably gone to heaven now anyway. So the thing that she was saying to me was, you know, what really did I do? I, I went all the way over there. I spent two weeks, all this money, yada, yada. What really did I do? And she was feeling really despondent. And in that moment, I God gave me a picture that probably was more impactful to me than I think to her perhaps. But I said to her, you know what, I've just seen a picture of you when you've gone home to heaven and that little girl is up there. And she comes running up to you and pulls on your sleeve and says, do you remember me? And you look at her and you can't remember her because she looks so beautiful and alive. And she says to you, you were the one that came to me and sat with me on the floor in the last moments of my life. You came from one side of the world over to the other side. God sent you because he wanted me to experience his love on the earth before I went home to heaven and you came. And I just thought, oh, my goodness, 
this that story of that little girl's life and my friend changed my heart. It showed me something about the father's love that I hadn't seen. Community. What we bring to one another is so powerful. What we give to another, what we share, what we journey together is so powerful. It makes us who we are because we see God's, I see God's journey in other people's lives and it shows me parts of God's nature that I haven't seen yet in my own life. And that connects me stronger with God. That's why he brings us together and that's what we carry together. I was wondering at a certain point why, you know, actually over the last couple of years, as a matter of fact, <laughs> when all these restrictions were on us, um, and I, I was thinking, God, my connection with you is totally up to me. It, all, all I need to, to be with God is me and him, yeah? This is what I was thinking. And then I understood really more in these last two years than ever before, that our relationship with one another is what makes our relationship with God. And we need each other for our own journey with God because when I hear people's testimonies, I get uplifted. I, like at one point I think we were meeting, I think it was the, the youth that did it in the morning. I don't know, five or six in the morning, we'd get on and we'd share proverbs. I remember jumping on a few times. Oh, my goodness. I tell you what, I, it so blessed my heart just to hear people's interpretations of different parts of proverbs. I loved it. It was like it fed my soul just hearing people talk about the word of God and what it meant to them. Hebrews 10.24 says, let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up the meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And Proverbs 27 says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Do you know trees? They actually communicate and talk to one another. It's amazing. Like, there's so much I don't know. Anyway, they, they are social creatures. And they communicate and, um, with each other in ways that really holds lessons for us as human beings. Trees are linked to neighbouring trees by an underground network of fungi that resembles the neural networks in our brain. Um, trees share water. They share nutrients through these networks. They also use them to communicate. They send distress signals out to each other about droughts and about disease, insect attacks, and they alter their behaviour when they receive these messages. They're their own community and they're taking care of one another big time. They're looking out for one another. They're ministering to one another all the time. The same is true of our community together. This is an example to us because nature represents and is the image of the glory of God, like the church. I really do love it. I have missed getting together. I, I really have. I, I have missed worshipping together. Like for me, worship has been something that I suppose as a young Christian I connected very quickly to worship and it was my way of connecting with God, probably my number one way. And I did that in community. I, I learned how to worship in community. It was um, 
in my teens, actually, in the church that I was going to. And in that church, the worship leader ran this course called Psalmody, and it went for about a year. And I'm always grateful for that time because it taught me how to worship. It taught me how to worship. We went deep into understanding. We, we, we worked through scripture. She taught us the scriptures that all the different aspects she pulled out, all the different kinds of worship, it changed my life. And it gave me, it gave me my number one avenue to connecting with God. I, I'm so grateful for that time in my life. And I'm sure there was a stack of people in that where we did it together as a church. And I'm sure that there were so many other people that made this amazing connection with God through that time. That's what community does. That's how we, how we get close to God. I loved Dallas home group. We just shared encouraging words to one another, ministered to one another through prophetic and encouraging words. It was, was great, wasn't it? It was it's such a wonderful time. I love what Marlene shared about her revival group. How amazing are those revival groups when people get together and there's a level of trust? Huh. <laughs> and people actually can talk about stuff. We've all got stuff. <laughs> I'm whatever age and I've still got stuff. We, we all have things that we're still you know, changing so that we become more the image of God, to have that trust level where we can actually share and minister to one another. That's what makes us powerful. That what's, that's what makes this supernatural. But do you know what I think is interesting? In these last two years, this just occurred to me the other day, when there's been, you know, all this stuff that's going on in the world, all this crisis, What's God done in our church? <laughs> That's what I think is amazing. Like, I mean, we've adapted. Churches did. Everybody did. We jumped on Zoom and that worked. But the other part is, what did God do? In the last couple of years, God's brought new structure to our church. He's given us a new name. He's given us a greater vision. He's given us the direction to build on that from the vision and the place that we've come from, where to go to in the future. I, what I think is interesting about that in this time is while everything around us is shrinking and reducing in these two years, which is what happened to our lives and our communities, what did God do? Total opposite because that's just who he is. He gave, he gave us new direction, a new name. He's expanding us. While in those two years, while everything else is shrinking, God's doing the opposite. Don't you just love it? Don't you just love the way God is? He does not stop because of what's going on out there. And neither should we. He is where our focus needs to be. I remember God saying to me one day, do not make the media your daily bread. For goodness sake, make me your daily bread. Okay, God, I hear you. Haggai, in the book of Haggai, it says that the glory of the latter house shall be greater than the former. I know we're not the former house. So that means we're, we're part of the latter house. Our church community here in Officer, we're part of the greater glory that God is wanting to deposit into us. 
It's the dunamis power of God. The Holy Spirit lives within us. When we worship, when we pray together, when we just come together and talk about God, stuff happens. Powerful things happen, whether we are like really in it or not. It happens all the time. It can't not happen because God came to give us life and an abundance of life. Okay, so I just want to finish by saying I actually think that God is smiling on us, like even right here, right now, but even in every day during our lives. God is actually smiling on us. He is pleased with us. And what we are building here is not man's plans. They're God's plans. And God loves that. And I just want to finish by saying just thank you to our leaders and to our elders, to our deacons. You've put in so much work. Like, as I say, during this time, when there's been a shrinking and a reducing, you haven't stopped. And I just, I love that because you haven't stopped. You've listened, you've heard the voice of God, the direction of God, and that's what you've brought into our community because that's where we're going. We're going into a new place with God where, like I love the place where God has brought all of us, but there is more. There's more of his love and his glory. There's more people out there that he wants to reach. And I just love the way that in this time that that's been our, our direction, that's been our focus. So I just say, I just want to say thank you to all you guys and thank you to everybody. Together we are God's body and his spirit dwells within us. So I'm just going to pray. Father, I thank you that you've just been here with us. You always, you're always with us, Father. You said where two or three gather together in my name, I am there in the middle of them. So you've been right here in the middle of us, Lord, and our focus, Lord, and our hearts, Lord, are just, um, Lord, just want to be so connected to you. Thank you that you've brought us together as a body of believers. <laughs> Lord, I, I just think sometimes, Lord, in eternity we will look back and we will just have, we'll be saying to each other, remember when this happened and remember when that happened. We'll be just telling stories the whole time because what we're doing here, Father, is eternal. And so, Lord, I just thank you that your presence is with us. It's with us wherever we go, Lord. And I just thank you, Lord, that um, you are smiling on us and you're just pleased with us. Thank you, God, for your presence. Amen.